Yes, welcome back. It's been too long, damn it. Way too long. Cinema Draft Podcast, an emergency Black Panther podcast with two of our favorites, damn it. You know him, you love him, you're waiting for his controversial hot takes. It's Jay Devlin. What up, son? <laughs> and it is the official therapist of the pod. You know her, you love her. It's also Nicole Ward. Hello. There we go. I'm, I'm missing my soundboard. I'm missing my single dress soundboard. There we oh, go. Oh, wow. That's back, too. Yay. Yes, it's all back. It's all back. So the instructions for tonight's pod are very simple. Actually, or, or the, the, there's no rundown because I just want to talk about three things. I've got three things I want to touch on. So the first thing we'll start with, if I never turn the music off, there we go. First thing I want to start with are just the themes, all right? The themes of Black Panther. Now, we're, now, this is a totally spoiled podcast. You owe it to yourself to see this movie, damn, if for nothing else be part of the cultural conversation. It's broken all kinds of records. It's done over $242 million over the four-day president's weekend. It is destroyed Deadpool's record for a three-day February opening. It's just killing records all over the place. I personally saw it for a second time today in D-Box, glorious motion D-Box, and it was awesome. So Wakanda forever, damn it. So yeah, so let me start with you, Jason. We only have you for a few minutes. Overall, what struck you most about this movie and, and were you able to key into any of the themes? Because I call this movie, quite honestly, the blackest movie I've seen since Boys in the Hood, and I am here for it. And that's fair, and I actually enjoyed that take by you. That, that, that was very like, that was a great theme to hit on. From movie perspective alone, I'll say this from a Marvel Universe kind of way, it was my favorite origins movie. I didn't okay. like the first Captain America. I didn't like the first Thor. First Iron Man was fire. I'm not yes. say it wasn't. Yeah. Straight fire. This was fantastic. It, it really was a good movie. I do have like a few problems with it, which we'll get into at some point. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, no. Well, I, well, well, since we only had it for a certain amount of time, let's, let's get into some points. It's not no, a perfect movie. Hey, how about this? You have yeah. me for the next 25 minutes. So don't worry. Okay. Don't cater to me. We're good. We're going to have a good conversation about this movie because like you, I deep dove for like a oh. day and a half after seeing it. And like I watched Civil War again. You know, I wanted okay. to see the context. I yes. read all the articles from every point of view about the movie. And that's kind of the best part about this movie is the fact that everybody has a very strong opinion about it. Granted, it's a, everybody seems to like it because if you don't like it, you're going to get destroyed on Twitter. But, and maybe rightly so. Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, since we're just introducing the movie, I thought it was fantastic. And we'll leave it there until I get a little more controversial. Okay. All right. Now, what about you, okay. Nick? Well, are you, you were there with me. We actually, yeah. So, so tell people how the movie was originally screened for us, because that's a cool story that I've been telling over and over, but yet I have no visual proof because I'm a movie dork and I was too slow on the draw of my camera. <laughs> uh, and the crazy thing is that none of us actually have proof, which is what? really bizarre. But so we went to Groman's um, Chinese Theater on Hollywood nice. Boulevard, which is infamous they have revamped it and it has a true imax which we did not know about um and that's awesome 7 15 p.m friday showing yep packed friday house showing and we ended up with the president of marvel we ended up with ryan coogler and chadwick bothman coming in to introduce the movie for us and for whatever reason all of us are true movie nerds and had our phones 
off and tucked away and <laughs> nobody nobody captured the moment even um b like he took a video but it cut off he his pictures Ugh. were blurry my pictures are blurry momo so wait, real quick couldn't do anything nikki <laughs> nikki you, you're a sane human being unlike eduardo so wait, y'all, 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 y'all went to the movies, and those people showed up and introduced the movies like unbeknownst to anybody. Yes. Yeah, it was. That's cre- incredible, and, and it was amazing. And, and my mom, the draft mom, she asked me. So she's like, "Yeah, so does that always happen?" Like, no, mother, it never happens. It only happens in LA. This is why I drove four hours from Vegas to be part of this. It, it was part of the, the communal experience. I want to see this. In a village, and to top it all off, the head, the 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 the, the shaman, the the warrior, and the, the king of the village all showed up at once. It was great. It was awesome. <laughs> what was the uh, so was was this opening night of the film? Just about it was Friday night. Yeah, it, I mean, Friday it was Friday night. night. So very busy night in Hollywood. What was the demographic breakdown of uh, of the crowd? Was, our crowd was, was actually pretty. Oh yeah, our crowd was super diverse, which was really cool. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Diver- different ages there was um a baby in there that thank goodness i didn't hear until like the very end um, there's a baby <laughs> there's a baby um and then like different ages i think as young as maybe that baby all the way up to maybe people like in their 70s and maybe a little bit older and then um probably what would you say, Ed, maybe almost every culture that exists in L.A. was in that I, 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 I saw everything. And, and the thing I thought was great was that there was a whole, like, um, there, there's, a, there's a whole row behind me of just, uh, it seemed like a, a white family with their kids, like three or four. And they're all, like, under the age of five, which yeah. I guess is a little problematic. But, I mean, they all seemed to enjoy it and love it and, and had a great time. So, yeah, I saw everything out there. It was, it was a really mixed crowd. But I would I say mean, probably 40% black tops. I mean, there was a lot of black women. That's the great mark of a movie. It's not necessarily like the uh, it's it's the age demographic. If you have like you're telling me there's seventy year olds, I mean seventy year olds think way differently than like any kind of twenty year old of any color, right? right? So you know if you have a seventy year old and like a twelve year old, you have covered all the bases, like regardless of race, I right? Mean, so that's that's fantastic. And that's and that's one of the things that struck me, and I wanted to start with the age. I mean, even my dad, who is seventy, um, saw it and is going to go now because he's going to be traveling, and he wants to see it in different countries. So the different oh. countries, he's yeah, so he's going to see it. He's going <laughs> to try to see it in Thailand, Bali, and Malaysia because oh. that's where he's going to be for the next month. Yo, well, shout out not. to your shout out to your pops, <laughs> Sandy, also a former <laughs> podcast guest. Absolutely, Getting it in. Yes, I heard. I heard like um, South Africa was lit, and I mean, you want to talk about coming out dressed in Wakandan, you know, regality? I mean, they really showed that in places like South Africa. I heard Korea was off the hook. I mean, it's it's truly a global film. Truly, no, a global that's, yeah, yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. cool. and it'll probably be like a different experience anywhere you go, which is, again is like a mark of a great movie. Right, it's like most movies just kind of viewed, and like everybody takes it almost kind of the same way. This movie might be viewed very differently, like regardless or, or depending on where you watch it. Sure, and and, and one th- one thing I, I want to talk about as we launch into the just the basic themes of the of the movie is that I I mean I, actually you know I'll just kind of read real quick my little uh, off the cuff review I posted in the Cinema Draft group chat still open to everybody <laughs> in case you guys are 
<laughs> looking forward to it. But um, but yeah, so so basically I said that, that this is that subjectively, this is the blackest thing I've seen since Boys in the Hood, and I'm here for it. Just based on that alone, it gets four reels for me because it gets at all of the complexities of Africans, African Americans, Africans versus African Americans, blackness, colonialism, isolationism, and a half dozen other issues that normally don't get covered intelligently in film. Uh, I said I need to see it again, which I did before I before I slot it. I'm still having some I'm still having some trouble, but I think it might be a top three Marvel movie, like definitely top three. To me, it wasn't the best because Civil War is just a perfect film. It's a perfect film, uh, Captain America: Civil War. But this is a pretty, but this is a great cultural uh, event as well as a movie, and all that really makes it fun to to watch and experience again and again. I am going to see it a third time, most likely post surgery because I am going to the knife in about twelve hours. But I am looking forward to uh, to see it to again and again. And, and I even thought like like some like a Koye, you you know, in the previews and trailers, you know, you see this badass bald headed chick with the spear, you know, doing her thing, and you're getting excited for her. You think she's going to steal the show, and she does a great job. McAllister's own uh, Denai Guerrera, actually, Gene Ice actually knows her and went to school with her. Um, oh. with a, a back in McAllister. So another fine graduate McAllister, Peter Berg, all sorts of stuff. But uh, it was Shuri who stole the show for me. I really love the theme of not just like strong you know, Wakanda women, but also women in tech, women in quote unquote non-traditional, at least Hollywood viewed roles is like, you know, leading armies and, and you know, going on spy missions and stuff. I mean, you know, Nakia was like a James Bond type, you know, like she's been around the world and been like spying. She, she knows Crazy Sophia with the with the seashells, or whatever in South Korea. It was really cool seeing you know uh, people in roles that we don't normally get to see in traditional filmmaking. Like you said. Yeah, I mean that was obviously like you know the, the number one thing everybody took from it was I think first it's like women. I mean if I'm going above and beyond like race or anything like like that, it was just like wow, women, strong women taking control. I was raised by a single mom. So that yeah, like really too. resonates with me. It's like, you know, th- that was really cool. And Shuri was fantastic. Yeah. But that was a very, so that was a very, very cool theme of the whole movie, the whole movie. And multifaceted yeah. they were, they weren't just one thing. And that happens sometimes where you'll have, it'd be okay. Well, she's completely into tech and that's it. But she was really, really well-rounded and still a teenage or, feel to her so that's really and cool. she fight too i mean she's yeah. I mean, yeah she did everything but yeah she was she was getting it in i mean and uh so so here's okay so what, what's the real question i want to ask well you know i'm gonna say that's later. so so i just want so one of the things that really kind of stood out to me too is just also the cinematography he had so many like just shots that just are kind of like you know just emblazoned on my mind i mean especially on a second viewing like like the, the shot of uh and I, I'll, I'll never find it out of 365 pictures in time, with that one shot of uh, of Okoye on the on the top of the car with her dress flowing in the wind, with her spear yeah. ready to go, Rex and shit. That, I mean, tell me some. I mean, if there are any like favorite shots or moments, you know, you know, bring them up because that to me the film, the cinematography itself was really cool. Like the, the 360 or the or more like a 180 camera around um, Angela Bassett and, and the and the women in Ross when they're you know get surrounded by by the, the mountain tribe and something. Just so many really iconic shots, burning all all that shit. It's really really stuck with me. Nikki, go ahead. Oh no, that's okay. I I didn't have anything to add. I was still listening to E. Sorry. Oh, no, you, you, but you asked what our favorite shots in the movie were, right? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. All right, so that might be, it was definitely beautiful. And you know me, Ed, I hate like too much CGI. 
Mm-hmm. And, it, and it felt a little too CGI for me. I wish they'd backed up off that just a little bit. You know, it didn't feel as natural to me watching the movie. Everything mm-hmm. felt kind of like, oh, they created that on a computer. That's great. You know, where- True, which is, to be honest, though, part and parcel with most Marvel movies. Now, now there probably is a little, a, a little more CGI in this movie than, say, a Captain America. It seems like, like yeah. those are more of like hand-hand combat ones. But I mean, I, I get what you're saying. But to me, it wasn't terribly distracting until, like, say, the, the train fight scene. That was really very CGI and, and does take you out of it a little bit. I liked the pit that they created where uh, they fought to be king. Yeah. It was very cool. Everybody was hanging out and everybody was watching the fight. That was very cool. That would probably be my favorite thing I saw. Yeah, that, that that's oh good, Nick. I was gonna say I don't know that I have a favorite. I need to watch it again because I agree with you, E. Like I liked so many different parts of it. And even the CGI, I wasn't really distracted until yeah, like the train fighting sequence. Right. And I think that's what I mean, if anyone has any like the merits for this movie that it's usually in the third act when it kind of comes out because the, the, the train fight scene was was it's not especially it was over the top but it felt a little long kind of and then his death was really drawn out but i do like of course his final words i mean killmonger's final words were pretty great and everyone i think they're already making t-shirts and blazing with it and stuff too like very oh. new to my ancestors you know not you know those who jumped instead of those who would they would rather die than have lived under bondage or whatever it is Cause that i mean well there are a lot of people black and otherwise can really relate to <laughs> while I uh, get into those words, well, I don't think they were uttered by the right. So, like when when a murderer who is like ready to commit genocide <laughs> on his own people, but like utters words of like he had a choice in his life, whereas he's like he's quoting people who had no choice at all. So I, I actually was kind of taken aback by that. I thought that was kind of kind of insensitive. He wasn't the right person to say that, in my opinion. Huh, that's, that's interesting. To me, it, it felt like it, it went with his through line as far as, because he he's that guy, and, and maybe you don't know this brother, but I definitely know this brother, uh, Jay. When I went to school at Morehouse, there was always those guys, I think maybe the name of them now, like Hoteps or something, I don't know. These people who are just <laughs> super, super into blackness. Blackness is all cops. Blackness to the exclusion of everything else, and they take things like to the nth degree, and that's kind of what Killmonger was. Instead. He was like, because his 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 rationale had a point like you know look we could be For spreading sure. all this technology and helping black people across the world but his methods you know his his, his means and his end were, were super duper shady so he's reminded me of hotep bro over at morehouse or, or atlanta or anywhere you get like especially a bunch of black people together it's like okay dude like i heard you i'm still eating my pork i'm still dating white women i'm still gonna join my life you know whatever it is you know he reminds me of that guy. yeah wow <laughs> Am I wrong? He's fantastic. I did not think of Killmonger as a uh, Hotep Plus. Like that is actually a, not a bad comparison. Where you have some of the ideals where you're like, okay, okay, and then it just goes all the wrong way. Yeah, so, okay. they didn't have enough those at UCLA, but they're out there. Trust me. <laughs> uh, you, you'd be surprised, E. Because <laughs> back now then I've there been, weren't. I have to Google Hotep Plus now. Now, <laughs> now, now, I have homework. Y'all, y'all gave me homework tonight. Amen, Ashe. Okay, so, so yeah, so that is one of the biggest things I was, I was really excited to see was. The, the diversity of points of view of blackness on screen, because and you don't get that shepherded into 
any movie, let alone a big budget movie like Marvel, without probably the work of Nate Moore. Actually, let's look up Nate Moore real quick. He's a, he's a Marvel executive. And um, um, I think like the, like the highest ranking black Marvel executive up there. And he's an executive producer on this film. He, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was part of his job to make sure that that all the the con- not controversial, but all the you know non traditional themes that Kugel was trying to you know talk about and get in there. You know, stayed in, and I was really you know pleased to see that carried on. Yeah, well, you know, actually, actually, let's look at Nate Moore. Nate Moore, he um, there we go, producer Black Panther. Oh, there he is. <laughs> yep, we got we come in all shapes and colors and sizes. Yeah, this is Nate Moore, a Captain America Civil War. Uh, what are his what are his credits? I think he's been with Marvel the entire MCU. Okay, no, so he just has four credits. It's the the two Captain Americas and the Black Panther. It's pretty cool, and then he's got I guess some. Appearances on like some extra tracks, whatever. So yeah, so it's Nate Moore. Um, he was the he was one of the executives in charge of this, which is really important. I kind of I'm interested to see what maybe Ava was angling for that she didn't get because to me, like this is the blackest damn thing I ever seen. And it, so of course, would have probably been a, a totally different movie under Ava. Still probably good, but I'm very curious. You know, I wonder like what the creative differences were, or if they need to go through that process of going up against a strong black director and they couldn't kind of handle it. But then when they got Coogler and they're like, you know what? It, it, it kind of reminds me of, well, you know, I'm not going to that. Anyways, <laughs> it seemed like maybe Ava softened them up for someone like Coogler who still has really strong, you know, ideas about stuff to come in and really, you know, you know do his thing. But, but then Coogler's into comic books. I don't know that Ava is. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, good point. Look, Kugler's amazing. Uh, like, he's a very talented young dude. He's going to make, like, 50 other incredible movies. I would argue this. This is, like, a waste of his talent to do this movie. This yeah. movie wrote – this movie – was. what did Kugler add to this movie? You tell me. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what he – the story was the story. So it was already going to be told. I don't, I don't know what Kugler brought to this, you know, to this movie. Well, I and that's kind of why I wish Greg was here because he's the comic book head. Like he would be like, you know, he brought, you know, this. What, what, to me, well, actually, I'll tell you exactly what Kugler did bring to the story because this, I'm sure, wasn't necessarily in the comic books. He brought the whole Oakland frame. Yeah. That's 100% Kugler. All this shit has. Okay, like, that's a, fair. Well, not, oh, he's he's that, Oakland that, through and through. That wasn't yeah, in a comic his... book. That wasn't in a comic book. That was uh, like a side thing added to the story, yeah? Or do you know the comic books? No, no that's, no, well, a, that's yeah. a side thing added to the story. So that's a Coogler signature is for okay. there to be some Oakland-ness well, in it. I don't know where Anquan Fuke was from, or I don't know where other... Like, you know, you could have brought any director in from any city. Somebody that, you know, from Baltimore, Philadelphia, or Boston, or... You know, and it could have been relevant regardless. No, no, well, yeah, but, but I'm saying, like, the idea to come up with that type of framing device. So basically what they did, I mean, and, and it's kind of cool the way they, they did it. They, they sort of kind of retconned Black Panther's, you know, uh, origin story to an extent. Because is there is something, because the whole Claw thing, like, we saw Claw, I think, in was Winter Soldier, right? Did we yeah. see Winter Soldier? Yeah, yeah. That's when we first saw Claw. And we had no idea. I mean, that, back then, he was, you know, he was dealing in stolen vibranium or whatever, but it wasn't, like, a big deal. This, and I was actually talking no, no, about no. the middle of this. Avengers, what? Avengers. Avengers, the, the, the first the, Avengers? The, the, the second. Ultron, Ultron. Ultron. Yeah, Ultron, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw him with Ultron. And and so he was kind of like, you know, just another shady dude, like, you know, villain number two of, like, four in Age of Ultron, which is fine. And he was, you know, charismatic, whatever, he loses his arm, you know, you know, big deal, whoop. But what they did, what I thought was really smart was that they retconned his whole importance, relative importance to the MCU, or at least to the Black Panther story, by making it have him have stolen this vibranium 30 years ago. Yeah. 
and mm-hmm. have that be a big deal. And, you know, the death of Wakabi's father and all this other stuff. Like, they made that into a lot bigger deal than it was. And I think the idea, the germ of the idea, probably came from Coogler. Like, all right, let's set this back, you know, in the day, sit in Oakland, you know, show, let's set this whole, I'm pretty sure the whole construct of, of you know, uh, of, exa- of, of a deep examination of, of, you know, blackness and what Africans mean to African-Americans and vice versa, I'm pretty sure that probably came from, from Cooper. Now, I give all props to Stan Lee and them because they did you yeah. know, create the character yeah. in the 60s, but I find it hard to believe you know, that he had much to do with that. I th- if anything, we owe a big debt to, I heard Tallahassee Coates, and I think there's another black uh, writer who picked up the comics, like I think a few years ago, in preparation for this movie, who introduced us to Dora Milaje. I heard that was one of his um, constructs. And then I think, um, was it, I think Shuri was, was was amped up or something in that, in, or he created like Dora Milaje and Shuri. Those are like Tallahassee's um, contributions, but otherwise, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Kugler brought the open piece, the framing piece, and yeah. it's just, a, I mean, and, and, and what I think he added, he's very though, talented. Is- I'm not arguing that he's not incredibly yeah. talented. I'm just saying that like these Marvel things kind of write themselves. So if you're part of a Marvel project, you have to stay inside of a box because you have to fit into a larger piece. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kugler, in a, in a spot where it's just like, just here's something, make it great, is going to be amazing. So he's kind of right. confined, and his arms are kind of is you know tied tied behind his back. Um, well, it's, I feel it's the opposite. I mean, what, what, what do you think, Nick? Do you think that he was kind of like pulling some punches, or or because you've seen Creed and Fruitvale, right? Yep. Yeah. So do you think um, he was like holding back at all, or that he was what? Do you think he was like kind of holding back, like he wasn't allowed to to really play in this world, or what, what do you think, Nick? You know, I don't know. I don't think that he, I didn't feel like he was held back just because of the Oakland references that were in there. Mm-hmm. And just even, because um, I was talking to B, like, when was that? A couple of days ago. And I was like, I was not as familiar with the comic, but I'm like, there wasn't any Oakland reference. And then just even for him to have them setting up their um, center there in Oakland was right. very much a reference in my mind to the actual Black Panther Party, which this oh, movie is, I totally which, missed which, that. Which, which which this movie is not about. Right. But that is I want people to understand that. However, with it being Kugler and he knows, I mean that's where the Black Panther Party's first headquarters was in Oakland. It's now um I believe a bakery. <laughs> but that so it's but for them to have See, that kind of cultural center there was that's definitely Kugler, you know, being able to flex some of his muscle and show like, okay, this is where they're going to have this center now. That's not you have it. You don't get that but, if some other, you know, if the, if the Russo brothers do Black Panther, you just don't get that. Real quick, the way I took it was this. It's funny how everybody looks at things differently was they're doing it in Oakland and they're opening up this cultural technology center because Oakland is so close to Silicon Valley, the richest place in the world, and and Oakland has so much crime and like is not reaping the benefits of living that closely to you know that much wealth and knowledge. So and and, and it's funny you mention that because I, I, we not only do we see it this way, but also Oakland, especially for Black people, is kind of known as like 
the Atlanta, the West Coast, if anything. I mean, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's increasingly losing that flavor because of gentrification. All the, the rich tech people who can't afford San Francisco moving to Oakland. We had a conversation about that in the car ride on the way back from Black Panther. So it, it, it is interesting how, how different cultures evaluate, you know, evaluate those same things differently. And, and I'm kind of with Nick only because, and I totally forgot about the Black Panther time. That's actually really good point but Oakland is his home and also it is a, a it is a, a site of, of a decent amount of economic you know um, uh, uh, inequality and also a bunch of black people who probably could like you said get better access to the tech wealth in the surrounding Silicon Valley 100% yeah that's good and uh, I'm just like going through these pictures I'm, I, I'm hyped on that all right so the other the second thing I want to talk about real quick was the women now, we did touch about on this a little bit, you know, Jay and I are both products of, of strong single mothers, what have you. And I just, I mean, I just love seeing all these badass, beautiful, dark-skinned women. I love it. I love other women of all shapes and flavors and sizes and everything, but very rarely do we see dark-skinned women who aren't in positions of being the help or being a Jezebel. Oh, they're actually types. We had these archetypes in, um, yeah, there we go. We had these archetypes in, uh, Ethnic Notions is a class that took its film in, I think, sophomore junior year, taught by a former Broadway director. And, and I remember going through these, these archetypes of black women portrayed throughout history in film, and it was depressing. Like, you know, the, the Manny, Jezebel, the you know, this, that, and, and it was great to see the diversity of black women in this who are doing different stuff, who are all being strong in their own different way with different personalities. And I kind of want a spinoff for each one of these. It would be fascinating. Dude, Ed, this, Ed, you're stealing this theme from when you and I, when you and I did Hidden Figures about like eight, nine months ago. <laughs> That's right. Do you, remember what I, do you remember what I said? I said, man, I got out of that movie. It was amazing. I loved it. It felt too Disney to me because I wanted to see a, like three movies on each of those women. Yes. And oh, all wow. three of those movies would have been amazing. That was my take from Hidden Figures because, like, it was like, wow, how didn't I know about these people? They're incredible. So, and and then rumor has it, the Cougar's original cut was like four hours. So, I mean, we may see that movie in this movie. (laughs) Four hours? And that's the fun part of four hours. But I think everybody would have loved four hours. Nobody would have moved. They would have loved every second of it. (laughs) Give me an hour of Shuri. Just give me an hour of Shuri. What are those? She's too young. She's too young for four hours. She's too young. <laughs> no, no. Just, 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 like... just give me an hour of, of, four, of the four of the Shuri. That, that's all I, I need. really enjoyed the movie, but a half of a day, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it's, I mean, I, like, I would have I paid money to see the, the Nakia spy movie, her, you know, you know female James Bonding around, around the world and stuff. I mean, it was, just, it was really great to see women being so strong and powerful. And then the fighting, of course, the denial Guerrero. I mean, you know, McCallish was fine. And she was just, I mean, she, her, her expressions, I mean, even from the beginning, she's like, you know, yeah, he's like, oh, I don't need you, Okoye. And she gives him this look like, oh, really? Okay, we'll see how this works out. <laughs> That's what I took. If I like, if you put all the characters in that movie together in like a Kumite battle royale, yeah. I have no doubt in my mind she would win. Oh God, yeah, yeah. She, she was she was like the most believable fighter of the entire movie because she was kind of casual and, and arrogant about it. Like she'd be like she whipped some guy in his nuts with a spear and look at yeah. him like uh, you know light work. She, she had a lot of disgust <laughs> for people. Yes. Disgust yes. is a beautiful emotion. Yes. Yes. She had a lot of disgust all the way through. Um, Melanie's favorite line was when she had on the, the wig and was like, oh, that's a disgrace. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to 
I'm not gonna lie. She looks she looks sexy as fuck with that wig on though. Oh, no. I'm I'm not into the Grace Jones look, if we're being honest. Uh, Jared, I'm not either, but the way they did like her her war paint or her, her tattoos, whatever, I was like, She you looked know beautiful. She looked, she looked she looked amazing. Really hot. She looked hot. She looked hot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know even what more I can even say about the women. Just that obviously they were the, the highlight of the movie. I mean, it, I mean, for better or worse, T'Challa was the least interesting, you know, character in his own movie. Which is, I wouldn't say it's a disservice. It's just like they wrote those the supporting characters way too well. I mean, you know, Killmonger, you know, is just fascinating, and everyone's saying he's the best Marvel comic villain or Marvel cinematic universe villain yet. And- Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Make a case. Who's who's the best one so far? I would say that it would have been very easy for him to easily be the best, but they underwrote the part. Oh, no. They totally we we got like almost zero backstory on him as we talked about before. We were told about him. We were told what he did. I, I needed more Michael B. Jordan. I needed more of him because he's amazing. I needed more in him and Chadwick Boseman going head to head. Two amazing actors. And we like we were totally that's robbed funny. of that scenario. Well, that, that sounds like I'm pretty sure that's in the, that's in the director's pen. Are you listening, Kugler? Release, yeah. the, <laughs> release the memo. release the four hour cut. Release it. That's and more Mbaku, and then we're good. Yeah, and then we're good. Those three guys living in a like a shore house in New Jersey. I'm good. I'm watching that every week. Mbaku, hey, Killmonger, and T'Challa hitting the bars together. I'm watching that. <laughs> Please believe Winston Duke was is an, I mean, all, so many of these guys are breakout characters. Of course, Michael G. B. Jordan's already broken out per se, but there was talking about his performance. But not as Winston. a villain. This is him as a villain, and that was pretty dope. Oh, was he? Point. I mean, was he a villain though? Yeah, I mean, we can we can argue that all day long. <laughs> are you Team Killmonger? Hashtag Team Killmonger. I'm not, like, right? But I'm Team. I'm Team. History is the villain. Okay. History is history is the villain in this movie, not sure. like Killmonger or anybody else. There really aren't any villains. They're just people that are have opinions and are like living their life out accordingly. History is the true villain in this movie, and, and that's and that's and that I'm glad you mentioned. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it because that's why I think uh, this you know he is actually the best villain that we see in the MCU because he's really I mean he's not just he's misunderstood per se and not that he just went too far but he has a valid point and so this, right, so here's what I was saying to people uh, when when I was talking about it over the weekend is that so often you see in these movies right you see a hero come against a villain let's say like like the Dark Knight comes against the Joker and the Joker you know he's crazy whatever he forces the Dark Knight to reach you know depths or whatever he has reached before or whatever and come from within to, to beat him or outsmart him or whatever that's usually how villains succeed in these superhero movies. Instead, Killmonger's the, the, the one villain, I can't remember another villain hero thing where Killmonger's the type of villain that actually made T'Challa a better person. T'Challa was on the fence. T'Challa was a fucking Republican. He's like, nah, nah, we're gonna keep all vibranium and we're gonna you know, keep our borders up. We don't wanna let these outsiders in and stuff, you know? Even though his ex-girl was trying to get him over, over uh, off the fence and let people in. And to Killmonger and his extremism, you know, and sense of history that forced him to become a better person. That's why I think Killmonger is the best villain in the MCU because he doesn't force the guy, he actually makes an impression on the hero to become a better person, even though it's through dubious So, well, wait, you could argue arguing... that. Uh, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I was like, are you, arg- I just want to be clear, you're arguing that he's the best villain, period, not just within the Marvel 
You no, 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 just just oh. the MCU, the MCU. I, I, I haven't okay. done a deep dive in all time. I, I don't care. <laughs> we will forever. And I, I see the point that you're making, but Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Well, okay. well, well, well. The Joker felt like a. The Joker is a great role, a great character, a great performance, but it felt a bit like a party trick because the Joker doesn't have much behind. Him. He's just pure anarchy. There's no. No, that's why I was. He's Ledger's Joker. So, yeah. and and Joker does have a backstory to him. No, no, he does, but he keeps lying about it. I'm talking about the, in the Dark Knight Joker. I mean, he keeps lying about it. We don't know truly what his backstory is. He's okay. crazy. We just know he wants the world to burn. That's a fairly simple villain. This is a complex villain because he's right. He's head, right. Head. He's going about the wrong way. But here's my question. Can you be the greatest villain in Marvel history when you have a hairdo as like the fourth member of More Stay in the Time? <laughs> People were feeling that, you know. Wait, wait, how do you feel Come about on. I mean, I How's love Morris Day. That's my guy. But I mean the hairdo was just was too much for me. It's, it's right. what, what, what do women feel? What, what do women what do black women feel about this hairdo? Because I've been seeing a lot of rays for his hairdo on Twitter, straight up. Black women love his hairdo. They when you said they want that hairdo? No, they love his hairdo. Oh, they okay. like dude, they like his body. They like how jacked he is. All right, I'm like, like how handsome. Yeah. yeah, he's a handsome dude, and he's I jacked. It doesn't matter his hairdo. Yeah, he can wear a fucking rooster on his head. It does not matter. Dude's got like three percent body fat. He's he's a beast. He looks Come from on. from from like the eyes up. He looks like Alfred Payton. <laughs> I He's don't know man. that anybody was talking. I have not heard from any of my women friends about his hair. But <laughs> they haven't looked from the neck down yet. Or they've all they've looked at is the neck down. They haven't looked the neck up. Yeah. And, and the last thing I want to talk about was the universe. And basically, this is the type of production that, first of all, people are going to see again and again. It's going to stay in people's consciousness, and, that, and that's great. It's gonna, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be mentioned at Oscar time before, at the very least wardrobe and production design oh my god they did that shit <laughs> i mean from all the costumes yeah. to to like the, the the throne room sets to just the whole overall look like the production design of this production was fucking fantastic you felt like you were in a world people came out of that movie saying like you know hoping that disney opens up like wakanda land or something like as the next you know, <laughs> disney theme park straight up i'd go i'd turn into a five-year-old kid and want to ride the rides shoot why not what, do you, what did y'all think about the production design in the wardrobe or, or seeing the overall universe of wakanda what do, you, what do y'all think about that i think they did a wonderful job and that's why we got to chance to see a lot of cosplay when people were coming out and dressed up and just really enjoying it. And some of it, um, like the Dora Milaje, their outfits and just them in general were inspired by real life, um, all women army in Africa, so. Wait, hold up, hold up. There's, there are all women armies in Africa, straight up? Researching, yeah, with the Love Dora Milaje. Cause it was, they, they came out earlier than um, Tanaze's Black Panther. Oh, they, they did, okay. Yeah, they were created in 1998. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I think Nikki nailed it. I, I think, like, the cosplay stuff and the fact that you went to this movie and you, like, walked out and you were like, this is a, this is a real world. Yeah. Like, this, really, this is cool. Like, I, I feel like Wakanda exists, you know? <laughs> yes. And if it, do, if it doesn't exist, it should exist. So, like, that's the, I mean, they, they captured all of that perfectly. Like, you left there, and if you didn't deep dive on Google for, like, nine hours, you missed the whole point of the movie. 
So. <laughs> and, and to me, that's what really makes a good This guy. Oh, wow. Don't put that guy up there. Lip guy. I hated Lip What do you guy. have? Right? Oh, okay. Lip guy. Lip guy. I, Lip guy. We'll keep it moving. We'll keep it moving. I mean, think about it. Even a, a, a few of us all dressed up, too. So. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You're, 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 you're doing. You know, he had his T-Child T-shirt. I was a little jealous. I was a little jelly. <laughs> Uh, Momo with a beautiful skirt. Actually, yeah. Actually, you know, let me let me bring up the old Instagram. We had we had a hot little Instagram. Really? So, yeah. I, no, don't put that up there, E. What? It's public. <laughs> we look oh, that's, good. Oh, that's true. It is public. Okay. Yeah. Probably you know, your 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 beauty. Ed, Ed, <laughs> yeah. Ed, are What's we up? in the hot, are we in the hot take portion of the show? Oh, you know what? Why not? Go for it. I'll clear out the lane. Go for it. And this pains me more than anything in the entire world to say. But my man Sterling K. Brown has entered Costanzaville because he's always Randall from This Is Us for me. (laughs) Wow. That's just like he's so amazing. He's just so like he was awesome in the OJ. He's awesome in everything he does. But dude, the minute he was on that screen, I'm like, yo, Randall, I wanted to cry. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh shit, where's Jack Pearson? I'm thinking about fires. I'm thinking about dogs. I'm thinking about fat people. I mean, it was just, there was a lot going on. I mean, he's. Yeah, and I've been fighting it, but I, apparently I need to watch the show. I know. And I know he's what? Wait, yes. You don't watch This Is Us? I don't watch This Is Us. I don't oh. feel like I need my, I don't feel like I want my emotions toyed with right now. I just don't feel well. like. That tells you all you need to know right there. The fact that I saw him and I had like 30 things run through my head that weren't related to the movie that I was watching. Wow. Yeah, I, 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 I can see that. I hear it's an iconic role. He's won Emmys for it. Like, I get it. Oh, he's amazing. It. He's absolutely yeah. incredible. Incredible. Well, yeah. maybe, you know what? Maybe I'll, I'll watch it during my recovery. I don't know. You, you like this is us, Nick? <laughs> uh, I love this is us. Yes. You, I can't believe you don't watch it. It's amazing, right? I can't watch everything. I, I watch, have you watched Grownish yet? Have you watched Alone Together? Didn't think so. No, no, I was kidding. I, 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 actually, I'll... yeah. I've, I've just watched the most recent episode of Grownish and Alone Together this today, earlier oh. today. Okay. All right. Well done, Nick. Well played, Nick. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what other hot takes you got? Unload it. Unload the clip. Unload the clip. I just gave one. Nick, what do you got? You got a hot take? We haven't done those. You have to explain what those are to me. A hot take? No, just, just a like a take. controversial just opinion. Like, or just something. a controversial opinion. Yeah. yeah. Something you got like the top of your head. Oh. Fire. Um, <laughs> no, no, not at this moment. I do not. Because you, so you just, uh, on just the next so pod, we'll get a hot take. Yeah, yeah, right. I'll, How, no, come back to me. I'm sure I'll have one in a second. Well, and, and I'm not sure if my takes are all that hot. Per se. Well, you know, I guess here's my hot take, or, or it's more like medium lukewarm take, to be honest with you. Uh, as, as, actually, let me turn the screen share off. There we go. So <laughs> I would probably say that this is not the best you know, MCU movie. Now, a lot of black people, you know, will have claimed this is the best Marvel movie ever and, you know, and go with God. I can understand the reasons why. It's definitely the best, you know, movement around a movie, you know, uh, that Marvel's done probably since the first Avengers. Like, I haven't felt this much kind of excitement for a movie since, since that, probably. But I will say that, uh, that it's probably, I would rank it, oh, man, I want to rank it second, but I think it comes third. I think it might come it's third. It's top three. It's, it, it's, it's top, top three, three. Yeah. It's third at the worst, because yeah. it goes... Captain America: Civil War. Oh, man, I'm thinking. You know what? 
I'm, you know, I'll give it number two because thematically it's no, but no, you don't know. The Avengers number two, Avengers number two, then Black Panther, then Iron Man, and then Spider Man Homecoming. That's my top five. I'm Okay, wait. So w- which like, which Avenger into the the equation? I mean, no, the first movie Avengers. standalone. If it's just a movie, what's that by its the Avengers? You mean? Oh, holy, okay. repeat that. Go ahead. Uh, oh no, he's breaking up. Damn it. Try again. Oh, okay. I, I can't lost. hear him. Can I can't you hear, hear me? Are we back? Yeah. Are we back? Oh, there we go. Oh, we're back. You're back. Go ahead. We're back. Let's go. Fire away, Nick. No, we couldn't hear you. We lost you. Yeah. No, you as far as like my favorite like movies, it's Black Panther by itself, just the movie without any of the other stuff that's going on, which is like very, very important. And what, what makes it so good is a top six, seven movie in the Marvel. Of all time Marvel, or in the MCU? No, in the Marvel universe. Oh, okay. I'm about put, to say. When you put everything around it in there, it's a mm-hmm. one or two. I mean, it really is. Like there's nothing better than leaving a movie that makes you think and makes you like a better human being. Like, regardless of who you are, you walk out of there, you're like, all right, yes. Like, you feel good. So Black Panther killed as far as that goes. Not a hot take. Not a hot take at all. Just fantastic. <laughs> I'm not disappointed. You, you promised controversy, damn it. People came, people came in. They see Jay, with Jay Devlin on the, on the Tyler's pod. They're going to expect some hot takes. Give the people what they want. I know. Like, people are, people are waiting for me to say something crazy. But you know what? Like, I have nothing crazy to say. Like, I, I just really enjoyed the movie. It was really good. What I didn't like was I thought the fight scene sucked. I thought we didn't get enough Michael B. Jordan. I need more Mbaku. I would be a part of the Jabari tribe, like, hands down. I wouldn't even be close. Because the like, furs I, and shit, right? All them furs. Like, no, dog. I look good in a fur, but I'd be the, I'd be the only dude wearing flip-flops up in the mountains. Like, hands down. <laughs> All right. But could you be a vegetarian though? Could you be a vegetarian? I don't know. Yeah, no, that would be that would be a tough one. That would be tough. But they were the coolest people. But nah, I mean, it, it's just a good movie. It put a smile on your face. It was it was just a nice, awesome movie. Excited to see where it goes from here. I want eleven origin stories from eleven different characters. In that movie. <laughs> Straight up. So what about you, Nick? Do you, do you have a hot take, or are you just? I don't. I don't. I think like the controversial things that I have to say are about the think pieces that I'm not supposed to be reading. Um, oh. Bring one up. This is, the floor is yours. Well, I mean, just there's everybody has a different lens through which they view it through. And one of the ones that I saw was that we didn't need another movie that showed um, black on black crime. Like with it was black people fighting other black people. And I was like, they totally missed it. You know, well, like yeah, no, but in, in their defense, I'm not. I'm just going to offer you know a, a rationale for why they said that because the first time I saw this movie, I did cringe originally a little bit <clears throat> at the beginning when they showed like the different you know uh, tribes fighting and and giving the history of Wakanda and stuff. But and and that was just me. And that was just me kind of laying into my um, respectability politics bullshit. And, I, and once I got once I realized, oh, you're self-editing. Fuck this. Doesn't matter. White people here anyways. They're gonna. They've already spent a ton of money in this movie. Don't. Doesn't matter. That's actually what kind of happened in you know in history. So just go with it. And I was fine with it after that. Oh, okay. You yeah, have to know. talk yourself through it if you're. If, I mean, if you like to consider yourself somewhat socially conscious or or you know conscious of history or semi woke or whatever term you want to use. I mean, you have you realize that yeah, you know, the tribes in Africa fought you know each other a lot, sold each other to slavery, yeah. each other, and yeah, all that sort of stuff. So it's all people, you know. But 
that shouldn't be hidden. That's just but what it you, is. You talked yourself through it. And that's what I said is sometimes it just takes that one. It's not even two extra thoughts. It's just one more, just one right. more thought and you can get there. See, I didn't, you were far away from me in the theater. <laughs> um, we, we have like 12 people in our, in our group. <laughs> we didn't great. get a chance to, um, to check in after really about that so i mean that was one thing so that my criticisms i think are of some of the criticisms but i get it i mean the way that i'm looking at it is that people have journal entries and that's really that's really that online. was really a, that was a think piece yeah. huh? that's really what, what people wrote about that was as a as the white guy in this conversation like <laughs> i'm watching this and i'm like hey people just don't get along it doesn't matter what color you are like right. black people might not like black people. there's plenty of white people that hate me and i'm white and, you know, I look at like the socioeconomic stuff. I think yes. that, like a great a great divide to me is like the rich and the poor, mm-hmm. almost more so than like, you know, blacks, whites, Asians, poor, whatever. So, like you look at the Jabari's like they're up in the mountains and they're living off like they're, you know, maybe they're vegetarians because they fucking can't afford to find any meat. And it's cold as fuck up there. And then the Wakandans <laughs> are down here like the other four tribes have giant rhinoceros. And, yeah. <laughs> and all this stuff so i'm looking at like the the economic part of the divide and then you have michael b jordan coming in with the you know african-american part of like oakland like that was the fun part about it i thought i thought that's what made the movie work for being yeah. honest yeah and, and that, that's no i i did too so it's oh, that people would write about that like you know like black people are fighting black that's just that seems like a lazy well, like i want clicks kind of thing well, well I mean, it's, it's that, the thing definitely. About, and the thing Go about ahead, think pieces, the thing about think pieces, and how I've, with myself included, but also trying to help like clients when they read things that are upsetting, is that just to kind of think that for some people the internet is like their journal. So think of these as journal entries. Okay. Is what they're feeling in the moment, and those are those their feelings, and for you to not necessarily be upset with how they feel. But I just thought that that was an interesting. Um, take on it so um, yeah and, 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 and that's, that's well, good uh, uh, oh, a quick question so you use the word interesting take what, what's your real what's the real word when i like when i want to have a word <laughs> that i want to associate with it and i'm in a group setting i say interesting did what's i say the interesting? word you really want no, Nikki. no, I said no. I said interesting, um, because I feel so. I don't want to say words, it was wrong. Yeah, I don't want to say that it was a wrong take because this was this person's opinion, and I had to do my extra yes, thought yes. process of one more thought for me was right. remember you're looking at this as a journal entry. This is totally mm-hmm. how this young woman is feeling. Probably not into comic books. Probably not into comics. Not into the Marvel universe at, at all has not necessarily studied as much about like African history or even African American history and is just going from that spot. So that's why I was like, okay, I'm different. We'll say that it was, <laughs> was different. Um, I'll, call, I'll nec- call it what it is. It's ill-informed clickbait is all it is. It's like, I need to find something contrarian. I think Eduard, Eduardo, why do I, why am I the only one that calls you Eduardo, by the way? You, uh, because I've seen you on the basketball court, and it's very embarrassing. Um, so <laughs> yeah, especially this knee right now. <laughs> you posted something about the like the the five black people that hate Black Panther, I believe. Was that you? Yeah, those types. Yeah, I'm saying find that. That was pretty funny. So it's like, wow, people are just trying to find something to like, like criticize this movie about. That seems like the four thousand thing 
you should criticize this movie about. And the fact that, Nikki, you came across it and read it, like, sucks. Because that shouldn't even be anywhere in the periphery of, like, things you're, like, you know, regurgitating about, about this movie. No, well, but I have to try to keep a, a wide net so that when, in case the clients come with me with stuff, I feel a little bit more informed. But I, I do try to stay out of the comments. My my boyfriend has told me to stay out of the comments. Don't read those. Because <laughs> oh. um, I don't comment back, but I'm like, yeah, I need to not read comments. And so it's just an interesting um, take where, yeah, I just, some people are trying to find just anything just to be different even. And it's okay. Let people like things. Let people have their fun. Like there Protect were questions as to why, 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 are people, why are people dressing up? And it's like, okay, again, people are dressing up because cosplay. And and I'm like, maybe you have not been to a Star Wars movie, but there are people dressed like Yoda and Ewoks and everything. Well, not so much now because you can't wear masks. But that you see people dress up and it's just, we can have some fun. Like no, just because still. you're having fun doesn't mean that you, we aren't taking the world serious and we have to be more balanced than that. So I absolutely clown any nerd that fucking Ewok for being honest. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or like any, like any of those movies, I like all respect, love for anybody going to the black Panther dressing, how they dress. like, if it's real people, I'm into it. If you're dressing, <laughs> if you're like doing like some Star Trek shit or some Star Wars, I'm out. I'm, I'm out on those people. I draw the line. It's got to be real people. And it's funny because because there was a great tweet. I can't find it at the moment right now. But basically, someone was like, "Look, all y'all, if y'all feeling overwhelmed by you know the sheer amount of Black Pantherness, you know, going through timelines, weekend, whatever. Now y'all know how we feel when we see dress up as stormtroopers, you know, like Ewoks, you know, wizards, elves." Trolls, hobbits, whatever—you know, just in, it's a celebration. Just enjoy it, and that's really the way we should approach. It's a celebration um, of <laughs> it's a celebration of a lot of stuff, but I mean, it's definitely a celebration of characters we don't normally get to see on the screen with this type of budget, with these type of diversity roles. And I just and and just to kind of touch on what Nick we were saying with the different diversity people, there is a strain just for you may not be aware of Jay in the black community. Uh, there are a lot of different strains in the black community, but there is definitely a strain of the respectability politics type, the type that's like, well, we need to have, we need to be, the Booker T. Washington branch, if you will. The ones where it's like, we need to be, you know, extra together in a certain type of way, just be presentable, that, you know, self-edits a lot of our creativity and beauty. And so I can definitely see, I've definitely seen and heard big pieces of that. I didn't actually read any that came from that branch of, of black people. I can see the, the type who are taking it way too serious. I see the type who are like, oh my God, this made so much money. When I give it to an HBCU, yes, HBCUs from which I graduated do need that type of money, but can we just enjoy stuff? Yes, we can enjoy stuff. So it was great. And but it, it was just great to have something that. that we celebrated that definitely spoke directly to us, that still had a universal appeal, and to see pretty much the universe get in on it too. And that's the mark of a true film and true cultural experience, in my opinion. We can, we can all agree on this, though. At the end of the day, little kids, black, white, yellow, Puerto Rican, or Haitian, whatever, <laughs> Quest lyric, they will all walk out of that movie like feeling better about themselves yeah all right so like little kids walking out of that movie and like being like oh i can do that that's me oh my god like i have a hero that's the best part of the movie and it's a comic book movie it's amazing and it's like it's all about the kids it's not about us or like people in their 50s 
thought, whatever. Yeah, and, 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 nice and, and I could see, was, like, little white uplifting. kids and, and, and people, like, you know, doing cosplay, too. Respe you know, culturally respectable yeah. cosplay. They weren't blackface, you know, any dumb shit. They were wearing, they were wearing you know, uh, you know the Black Panther mask, or they are wearing, like, the little hoodie or whatever, or they are dressed up like a Dora Milaje or whatever, you know, and just, and just being, you know, fun and respect. They were taking part in the fun. That's pretty much all you can ask for, especially as an artist. You just want people to enjoy your work and be entertained. Killing and it. we've all been entertained. Right. Marvel is killing it. We all look forward to what they do next. Uh, it's going to be a, a fun little ride for the next like six, seven, eight years as long as we're alive. So Absolutely. So we'll bring us in for landings. We know Jay's got to go pretty soon. I think we've touched on most of the bases. Any parting thoughts or parting shots? Nick? <laughs> is that my parting shot that you have on the screen? Oh, there, there. <laughs> that is, that's a really good. Is that fan art? Is that, I think that is actually commission that, art, isn't it? I don't, I'm not sure. It's really small on my screen. But um, final thoughts is just take what you can from the movie. Have fun with it. And I really um, hope that people can um, be more open. How's that? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and what about, what about you, uh, Jay? What, what's your parting thought or shot? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, you know, I don't want to get too deep into this stuff, but like, it's just it's a really good movie, and there's a lot of great themes to it. And you know, again, just like like Nick said, just be open and and it's enjoy something. You know, everybody, we're all in this fucking game together. You know, the True. the world is one big game, yeah. so we're all we're all playing it. So, you know, just stop yeah. hating. <laughs> no, embrace the embrace the, the panther within hey, you. Thanks hey, everybody for coming out to Emergency Pod. Hey, I, was, oh, yeah, I, was a, I was a young twenty-two year old, hundred and eighty pound white dude who was sixty percent hair when I landed in St. <laughs> Thomas to play basketball after college. Sweet. And I didn't and I didn't see another white face for like three days. Uh, so it was like it was very like not it was eye opening coming from like a white community. It was like, all right, yo. We in this together. Let's do this, man. Let's so, do this. Yeah, like you know. So it's maybe I was blessed to learn very on that. Like, yo, we we're, it's just we're all just people, man. Yeah, you and, know, and, just, and and it's, it's always a it's always a a pleasure to get the chance to experience different culture. And what I really love about you know the blackest movie I've seen in like two decades is that everyone really is approaching this generally with a sense of, of wonder, enjoyment, excitement. And I'm and this thing is not done earning. This shit is. I mean, it's hell no. Easily gonna it's make. Just started. Yep. Well, yeah, but some some movies are really front loaded. Look at like like any of the Fifty Shades movies, especially the first two, they're super front-loaded. This one has got legs. It's got worldwide legs, and it's going to be a billion-dollar film. And it's going to... And already, I've already seen on, like, Twitter and stuff, like, my, my writer friend Lolita Files, she tweeted out the other day, she's like, literally right now, right now, there are uh, people calling up agents in, in Hollywood saying, you got any hot black stuff? You have hot black stuff. <laughs> she's actually going to start making T-shirts saying, hashtag hot black stuff, because they are trying to find the next Black Panther. It's kind of sad how Hollywood is such a copycat, Yo. world, but at least now it's our turn. <laughs> Yo, can, can, I, can, I, can I put a movie out there? Can I get an Equalizer prequel? Oh, God. Well, they're I doing need, a sequel. I need, no, I want a prequel. I want to know Michael B. Jordan. Did, no, <laughs> Michael, that's cool. Anybody. Whatever, no, 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 no. Give me uh, my man uh, Mbaka. What's his real name? Oh, Winston Duke, yo, yo! Like, he, ah, can play, he can play. He can play a young Denzel. What was like? What was he doing before? Like he went into hiding and then saved that Russian girl. That'd be a dope movie. 
That's a really good look. I like that for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for that. Okay. Hashtag hot black stuff. We'll, we'll get on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good shit, everybody. Thanks for coming out. To Nick, to Jay, clap it up for yourselves. And the spirit, and, oh, no, sorry. To get my, my full force Whitaker on. In the spirit, the blick, Pinter. Let's get us out with some more of that soundtrack. That's some more of that fire. Num number one debuting soundtrack to number one uh, billboard, number one on billboard, as well as number one in uh, movie. First at the same time it's ever happened. Quite something. Number two is mostly sports Ooh. on iHeartRadio. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> plug your ish. What, plug your ish, Jay. Yo, Monday is 12 noon live, mostly sports. iHeartRadio, UBN Radio, Facebook Live, uh, you know, Tinder. Every, you know, MySpace, any any site out there. Just find mostly sports on the Google machine. That's what's up. Nick, anything to promote? Your practice preps? <laughs> you do this every time. Okay, if you go to my website, you can read blogs on how to find a therapist. There you go. All right. There it is, people. Blog, how to find a therapist. She will pop up. And, of course, Cinema Draft, cinemadraft.co. We're still kicking. Not a lot. We're kicking. We're working on stuff behind the scenes. Hopefully, we'll be back to you sooner than later. Also, check out my other site and my other podcast, Blacks and Bitcoin, which can be found at blacksandbitcoin.com. And also, at the same name for podcast, Blacks and Bitcoin. Look it up first, anywhere you find your fine podcasts. First What's coin. <laughs> first, first coin. First coin. And, and with that, <laughs> engage with the Black Pinter Bitin. Holla. Oh, that's right. That's right. Now, watch you see movie or something. There he is. <laughs> oh, wow. So right.